When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't know if I want to lean forward or lean back. I'm not sure. I'm kind of afraid to move, if I'm being honest. Why are you afraid to move? Because I don't know what creaks yet and what makes noise. We're in our new studio. It's a completely different setup. It's just We're in our new studio. We're at a table. We have, it, Jeff just said he feels like he's back in a radio studio. And we did that on purpose because I feel like our setup before was just like a bit casual um, Jeff was on a couch. I was in a chair. Like it just didn't feel, I mean, it was professional cause we have great equipment, but it felt a little, I don't know. We're, it, we're professionals. We should have a professional studio. It was for what we wanted when we wanted it. Like I, years ago, I mean like 15, 20 years ago, not that long ago. Yeah. That long ago. I'm, see, years ago is difficult for me because I am convinced that 10 years ago was 2003. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so, uh, but at some point in the, in the past, I was at a radio convention and a guy talked about his studio and he set it up like a living room. So there's a couch, comfortable chairs. Um, I think there was like a round dining table. Like it was like a studio apartment, mm-hmm. right? That's the setup of his studio. And the the person who ran the equipment and, and recorded everything and, and broadcast everything was not in that room, was next door. And I remember thinking how brilliant that was because he did a lot of interviews and he had a lot of guests and he had a very conversational show. And I, I I remember thinking that is the most perfect, that's the way it should be. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause morning drive radio, you're hanging out with your friends, you know, your radio friends. And so when we had the opportunity to build, and I used to tell people all the time, ask them, like, can, can we please do the, try to recruit people that I did shows with and stuff and radio stations? Nobody was into it. Mm-hmm. So then when we had a chance to, to build this studio at our, our townhouse, that was what was in the back of my head, the couch, oh, the yeah. comfortable. And it was great for what it was when it was. Mm-hmm. But, but I think it over time, because it was just you and I, like there wasn't somebody coming in, cleaning up the studio afterwards, testing the equipment, doing all the recording, doing all of the stuff. It was just you and I. It became too cozy. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you had your favorite blankets down there. Yeah, that- it was just a little too cozy. And, you know, we do this show five days a week. So it needs for me to feel a little bit more like work. You know what I mean? And not the time we like sit around and lounge together. Like there is a component of that, but I feel like this is just 
more professional. And what I'm really excited about is we have this, so we have this long, it used to be our dining room table. We've made it into a podcast table with like arms holding up our uh, microphones. They're called booms. With the booms holding up our microphones. And then at the end of the table, we have like a TV that has a camera on it. So when we're recording with other people, when we have guests um, or like when I'm recording adult AF, um, which is my new show that's coming out in July, little plug there. Uh, we'll be able to see people and see their face as if they were sitting next to us, which yeah. I think is super cool. And you know, and we don't have the awkward, uh, we never knew what to do when we were doing zoom calls and we were doing, um, video recording because it felt if we like even, prof- even non interviews, because if we sat together next to each other on the couch, it felt like weird. So this way we can both be at a desk and it's, yeah. And, um, yeah. And that you asked me about the camera. I think that's a great quality camera. Um, but it did remind me that there are web conference cameras that will actually track you. So if I'm talking, it will slowly zoom in on me. Oh, yeah, we totally need that. If you start talking, it zooms in on you. And then you can do things with like hand signals. Like if you hold your hand up for five seconds, it'll shut the camera off. It's fancy. I I feel like that's what we need. There's a lot. I know. Right. But I do feel like there's a lot more options. Like since the past two years, everybody's been working from home and doing conference calls from home and stuff like that. Like surely the price of that stuff has gone down. I mean, the cost of that stuff has gone down because more people need it than ever. So anywho, I am totally into this. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar. Today is June 13th. Yeah, Monday. You did did that backwards and I wrote it down for you. Well, I was trying to remember the date, but thanks for writing it down. Today's Monday, June 13th. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful that I've got my big green egg back. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful that we have gotten our house so put together so quickly. Now, I will say it's not perfect, but it was good enough to where we could have my parents over this weekend and grill out without being like super... Having everybody like walking between boxes and and like stepping over things. To it get was this acceptable, stuff. not perfect, but totally acceptable. You know, like we had toilet paper, we had soap in the bathroom, we had a hand towel. You know, Jeff made a Target run, so um, yeah, we did that. It feel when whenever you move, uh, it it's like there's a period of time when everything's moved in and like the boxes are all, and you start to put them away. And then there's where you're like, wow, we've got this under control. Then you start opening the boxes that are all the little things that didn't necessarily have a home in the bigger boxes. And then it becomes chaos again. Yeah. So it, it was calm, then chaos. And now we're in calm again. And now it's just a matter of tidying up. You know what made me really happy? And I asked you this yesterday is like, I feel an energy shift with our stress level. hundred percent. Yes. And I am not really sure why it well, feels different in our house. Like, I don't know what about the last house was so stressful, but it seems like an energy 
release. Well, don't uh, you think so? Like it just feels like a totally different vibe. And like you and I have been like, you know, in our flow and like working super, super well together. And like the move was really stressful. So it just feels like a relief, you know? What's really, really interesting about all of this, uh, all of the, like the stress level stuff is that Lily, our dog, who is very, like Lily's the dog that'll jump, like if Callie's sad or not feeling well, either one of us isn't, isn't not feeling She's well. She's very sensitive. Lily's the one who attaches themselves to the person who's not feeling great. And she is almost a completely different dog here in this house, I think she was just picking up on her energy. She's like, I love this place. Yeah, she is. So chill. I mean, I wouldn't say so chill. That's probably pushing it a so little So chill much. For, compared to her. Yeah. Um, she's still a, I mean, she's, she still barks like a maniac at the UPS guy coming to the right. door. But she doesn't bark like a maniac at a dog who's half a block away. Right. Mm-hmm. Not even walking in our direction the way she did. I feel like at the townhouse, she felt like. She was in charge of security, not only for our home, but for every home on the block. And there were a bunch of like apartment complexes and stuff like that in front of our townhouse. So there were so many people all the time. And yeah. So she is so much better. And that's what wonderful. Another wonderful thing that happened was we met our next door neighbors. And they are awesome. We won the neighbor lottery and we were so nervous because um, our dog, our dogs are barkers. So we had this thing. They're actually only barkers if they're together. Yeah. They kind of like feed off of each other. Like Sadie likes to bark once and that just triggers Lily. And Lily's like, what, what are we mad about? I'll be mad. I'll be mad. And then Sadie starts barking because she's like, oh, the other dog's barking. I should bark. And then it's just, it's chaos. chaos. So our big plan was, because we share a fence, like a see-through, not a, not privacy fence. fence. Like there's a fence you could reach through and, and, you know, pet a dog on the other side of the fence. So our plan was until we meet the neighbors and assess that situation. Only one dog outside at a time. Mm-hmm. And Friday night, I'm out in the backyard with Ellie and I see our neighbor and I say hello and she says hello. And then her two dogs run up to the fence and start barking. And then she ex- apologizes profusely and says, we have been out of town. We just got back into town. They were at doggy daycare and they're happy to see us. So they've got a lot of extra energy. But I just want to tell you, our dogs are barkers. And no matter what, no matter how many times you meet them, they're going to run up to the fence and bark. And I'm really, really sorry. And I'm like, oh, don't be sorry. <laughs> and then she goes on to explain that she's tried to train them, that she thinks that one dog is a scaredy cat, but loves to bark to act tough. And then that gets the other dog riled up and then they're both barking, but then they run inside the house. At one point she called her dog psychos. And I said, you have nothing to worry about because we have your dogs also. Yeah. And, and she was like, I mean, we've tried really hard to train them, but they're just not picking it up. And we were like, I mean, I think both of us were doing a happy dance in our heads yeah. and, um, they're, they're so great. So there was that, which is awesome. Cause it's like, okay, our dogs are just going to bark at each other. It's fine. 
no hard feelings, their dogs and everything's fine. So that's good. Then she says they're retired, which is great. So we yeah. don't have to worry about like me leaving in the middle of the night and waking them. I don't know. It just that. Won't- well, they, they went out, they said everything that was wonderful that they could have said to us, like, they said, um, hey, just so you know, we're retired. We get up really early. So you might see us like at four in the morning in the backyard with the dogs or you might see our lights on. Don't don't be alarmed like, yeah. if, you, if you hear that. And Callie has always said that she would love to live next door to somebody who has really early hours so that she like can see another Human. human. It's just kind she, of eerie. When yeah. The, when the car pulls out. And now like you can, like if you let the dogs out in the morning, you might see them and be like, hello. You and know? and then she also said, um, and they seem like really cool, laid back. And then they were like, you know, we're really not here that often because we have a lake house and that's where we spend most of our time. So we're not even here that often. And I think Jeff and I like looked at each other. We're like, oh, cool. Okay. Well, if you need anything, let us know. And I think in our heads, we were both like, oh my Gosh, like, we just won the neighbor lottery. They are us in 15 to 20 years, right? 1,000%. They're lake people. They're dog people. They're nice people. They're not going to tell us to get a pet psychiatrist. The guy said, <laughs> if if you have not listened to the very first seasons of The Upside with Callie and Jeff, we had a, a neighbor who- Was a psycho. And assessed Lily's barking as needing- canine mental health help like like take it not a psychiatrist a psychic to analyze what's troubling she said she's never seen such an unhappy dog in her entire life to which i was like really because she sleeps in our bed so we she's a rescue so i feel like she's pretty happy she's fine um and the other thing that they said which i thought was so cool because honestly this is i never would have thought of this before a couple years ago, but at my last radio job, there was a woman who worked in the office in the business side of things who was a vegan Mm -hmm. and hated meat so much, everything about meat so much. She was a vegan for ethical reasons Mm -hmm. that she went one day to celebrate like high ratings or something. I ordered lunch for the whole office, like barbecue, like as a surprise, mm-hmm. wings, pulled pork, like all the good stuff. She went home. Oh, she was, no. she was so, so upset. I, it popped into my head as I was looking out into our backyard and looking at my gas grill and my big green egg, which I have not really used either of them in, a, in over a year. And I'm like, well, we're, everything we eat for the next month is going to be grilled. Grilled fish, grilled chicken, grilled All the whatever, things. grilled veggies, grilled meat, grilled whatever. There's going to be a lot of grilling going on. And that, oh my gosh, what if our neighbors don't like the smell of cooking meat? Yeah. What happens? And they, they got, the woman said, and I was so happy to look over and see your grills because my husband loves to cook out. We, he has the same setup at our lake place. And I'm like, I love you people. And he was like so cute. Like they're retirees and he had a shirt. He had just been to watch his grandkid like pitch in baseball or something like that. And he had a t-shirt on that said, my grandkid, whatever his name is, is the pitcher. Like so cute. They're just darling. What would, this is 
This is because, you know, I try to solve every, if you ever wonder what it's like inside my head, I do think things like, oh my gosh, what if we have a vegan neighbor who doesn't like the smell of my big green egg cooking? Yeah. But what would you do if you were a kind-hearted person in that situation? Like if your neighbor came to you and said, can you not grill out that I don't like the smell of meat? I don't even want to think about it. Of cooking meat. I, w- I would like to live in my bliss and yeah, I don't even want to go down that Because if that neighbor exists, we'll, we will at some point live next to them because we don't do great with neighbors. This, this neighbor is a perfect. I'm not even going to say that. Yeah, yeah. Just don't our, even go there. I'm going to say it differently. Our luck with neighbors has changed Yes. We, we no longer attract negative neighbors. Mm-hmm. In our last house, there was, no, there was nothing wrong with those neighbors. They were all we just didn't know fine. Them. We just yeah. didn't know. Everybody really kept, kept to themselves. themselves. So when we would see them outside, like walking we around, we'd talk to them. But there was never any like bonding. It yeah. was just like, oh, how's your daughter doing? How's this? How's that? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. On our drive home from Amelia Island, we got off to... Uh, get gas, and the exit has a petting zoo. I think it's I think it's a town called Metter. Um, we passed it every time we pass it. They their signage is terrible. Like, like you don't know that it's coming up. You just know that you just passed it. Yeah, like you can see it from the road after you go by the exit, and then it's in the part of Georgia where every exit is 19 miles apart. So it's mm-hmm. not like you can get off of the ex- next exit and come back. So I made a note of it. I looked up and I'm like, I want to go see what this petting zoo is about in the middle of South Georgia. So we got off and uh, sure enough, you pay a couple of bucks and you get a bag of feed and they just have a bunch of random animals. They have goats and they had- They have an uh, emu. They have an alligator. Uh, is it an emu or an ostrich? I don't know. They have a llama. They, and they had a llama. Ba- and a baby llama. They did. So many goats. And we we were showing Ellie like how to feed the goats, like hold your hand flat and, and whatever. And then all these baby goats started coming over and they were sticking their heads through the thing. And Ellie was like petting them. And it was so cute. But in the back of my mind, I'm like- what do we do if one of these goats chomps her finger? I know. I was thinking that too. Until that farmer guy showed up. Be, like he. There was a caretaker there. This guy was as country as they come, right? Mm-hmm. And he let Ellie see the one day old chicks that had just hatched. He told us about the animals. He was feeding the alligator that lives in their pond. Or is it a crocodile? Alligator. Alligator. So he was like feeding the alligator and, and and letting us see that. And he was fantastic. And the minute he showed up, I was like, this guy could fix anything. This guy would fix our car if it didn't start. And he would also know what to do if a goat uh, bit off Ellie's finger. Like I, he brought me so much comfort because in, I don't know, I'm not a farm guy. I don't know what to do around animals. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. So I don't I don't know how to solve animal related injuries, bites and nips or like what if what if a goat charged us? It's almost you're like it's almost like you're like, oh my god, an adult in the room. Yay. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for your next comedian here at Ellie's Comedy Club. You're gonna love this guy. Welcome to the stage, Dad. 
I was playing Frisbee over the weekend and I kept wondering why the Frisbee kept getting bigger and bigger. Then it hit me. Summer can be a lot on parents because you have to entertain the tiny humans for months at a time. Let KiwiCo help you with that and do it in a way where you can enjoy your kids and enjoy bonding with your kids without having to be the one that plans and organizes and shops and prepares for the project project that you're doing. KiwiCo delivers monthly crates of science and art projects for kids of all ages, and they include everything. So you can bring it wherever summer takes you. Each crate is seriously fun exploration of science, technology, engineering, math, or art through hands-on activities like creating giant bubbles and experimenting with ice cream. I mean, how fun is that during the summer? We got Ellie's first crate when she was just a couple of months old, right? So the play looked a little bit different, but it was super cool because I could learn developmentally what was important for her. And I had no idea. KiwiCo made it super easy for us. Do your part to encourage your children to be innovators and creative thinkers. They won't believe what they can build and accomplish with KiwiCo. Give them the tools to learn new skills, build new experiences, and make new connections to the broader world. There's no commitment, so you can pause or cancel anytime, and there's something for kids of all ages. Pack summer full of memorable discoveries with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month, plus free shipping on any crate line with code UPSIDE at KiwiCo.com. That's 50% off your first month at K-I-W-I-C-O.com, promo code UPSIDE. Bombas design their socks, shirts, and underwear to be the clothes you cannot wait to put on every single day. Now, I know temperatures are getting higher in the 90s every day, humidity through the roof. Why is anybody talking about putting clothes on? Well, the clothes are Bombas, soft, seamless, tagless, super cozy, and they are super perfect for every single thing that you do. You're into sports. They got comfy performance styles that have thoughtful design features. They're going to keep you cool. You're going to forget that you're wearing Bombas clothes. If you could work out naked, you would, but you can't. That's illegal. So Bombas, they got you covered. Their underwear even has a barely there feel with second skin support. So their socks, underwear, T-shirts, all so comfortable for you for summer, but they're also the three most requested clothing items at homeless shelters. So know that when you make a purchase at Bombas, they make a donation of the same to somebody who is experiencing homelessness. Go to bombas.com slash upside, get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash upside for 20% off bombas.com slash upside. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Life can be overwhelming and burnout can happen without us even realizing it. Maybe you feel unmotivated or tired or helpless. A lot of people associate burnout with work, but for a lot of us, that may not be the case. Any of our roles in life can lead us to feel burnt out and BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind us all to prioritize our mental health. I've been in therapy on and off for years, and it has completely changed my life. If you're struggling and you're thinking about therapy, you've probably asked yourself, okay, really, what's it going to do for me? How could it really help me more than I can help my than I can help myself? And that's a really common thought. 
but therapy can and does help. And you don't have to wait for the fog to lift or try and navigate a hard time all by yourself. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Upside listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com upside. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com upside. Here are my three random things for today. Number one, this is so appropriate because I was just uh, talking about not knowing anything about animals. I also know nothing about my own car. And this knowledge, this this car knowledge has been waning over the years. Like when I was, when I had my first car, I knew that thing inside and out. I changed my own oil. Yeah, like I had to. What was your first car? It was a Mercury Marquis. I don't even know what that looks like. Uh, It's just a very basic sedan, but a coworker of my dad's was selling it for a good price, and we bought it. And uh, I can't remember how long I had it for, like a year or two. And then it just, as I think everybody's first used car does, it just died. Yeah. Like it just could be. And I think it needed a new engine, and we were like, no. No. but I could I when I took my car over to to the place a couple of weeks ago when the air conditioner quit, I couldn't figure out how to open the hood. I struggle with that every time. I'm like, where's my hood opener thing? <laughs> um, if you asked me to check the oil on my car right now, it would take me a few minutes to find the dipstick. Could you find it in yours? No. Would you be able to quickly have you ever checked the oil in a car? Um, I have. I haven't done it in my current car. But anyways, that's my first random thing. That was kind of, uh, I got chatty on it. What was the, what was the fact? A, a new poll reveals that 44% of car owners find their car confusing. They don't know the size of their engine. They don't know how to pop the hood and they don't know how to refill mm. their windshield washer fluid. Uh, my second random thing is um, in your entire life, if you are an average human person, you will spend $11,198 on toilet paper. Wow. And my third random thing is... If you are trying to save pennies now, and uh, who isn't, um, the cheapest day to buy gas uh, is Monday. The most expensive days are now Wednesday and Thursday. Does it say why? Um, It doesn't say why. Historically, the most expensive day to buy gas was always Friday because people would gas up before weekend road trips. Yeah. So maybe it's now people just leaving a day or two early for weekend road trips. Mm -hmm. But uh, the cheapest day, Monday, most expensive day, Wednesday and Thursday. And those are my three random things. One smart move. I would maybe say the smartest move we've made or yeah, move we've made in the move was we hired. This is the smartest move move. Yeah, it's the smartest move move. We hired a handyman to come and do a lot of like the things that would have taken Jeff and I, let's be honest, a couple of months to do. Not that long. It to, hang, to hang curtains, maybe not, but like to hang art, just to get things fixed. Like you and I are focused on the unpacking, the furniture, the getting stuff, you know, all settled in or whatever. But 
you know, we, I think that was like a problem in our old houses. We had a bunch of stuff that needed to get done, but you and I just never have time to do it. So Jeff gets on next door, which is a great way, by the way, to find someone. Cause then you're getting your neighbor's recommendations for who does what well, um, or who doesn't cause people complain a lot too. And this guy is like, just, I, I, I just, after the first couple hours that he was over here, I just wanted to give him a hug because he made things so easy for us. I originally looked him up on, or looked for a handyman on next door because, um, there were two things that we needed to do that I hate doing and always take me longer than I think they should. One is hook up our washer and dryer. To me, that should take 10 minutes. Without fail, it takes 90. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't get the hose right. I don't have the right adapter. I screw up. I get the hot it's, water and the cold water. It becomes a project. Yeah. And then it's two hours later. And not only am I mad that, it, that it's not hooked up yet, but I'm also mad because I, it was only supposed to take us 10 minutes. Right. Take me 10 minutes. And then the other one was um, Callie wanted to put this light fixture and take out the the chandelier that um, was in the house and put this one up, this big other big one. That's another thing that I think should take 10 minutes or 15 or 20, you know, but will end up taking half of a day. So I said, I'm going to see how much somebody would charge me just to do those two things. And he came over and he did those two things fairly quickly. And he's like, is there anything else you need done? And at that point we had like, Ellie's crib had gotten taken apart in the move and they hadn't put it back together yet. And I said, would you mind doing that? Cause she has a nap coming up. He's like, sure. Boom, 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 boom. Done. So fast. Crib is done. Just, I, 1000, if you have to move, put an extra couple hundred bucks in your budget for a good handyman to come the day of your move or the day after and just handle that stuff. And it's worth every single penny. And I will never not have somebody on standby. Yeah. It's so it, it, they do it so quickly. This guy is amazing. He was so, he was fast. He was nice. He knew it. It just made our lives so much easier. And especially with like an Ellie running around, like we can only get things done in chunks of time of like 15, 20 minutes before we have to go say like, Ellie, don't touch that or close that drawer, Ellie. Where did did you find those scissors? Oh, you want some yogurt? (laughs) Yeah. So anyways, it was amazing. It was the best money we have spent in a really long time. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Most people learn about The Upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing Upside community can continue to grow. There it is, first show in the books in the new studio. I feel like we were chattier. Oh, we definitely were chattier. I think we're excited though. Yeah, and I think we're also excited because we're not like doing the show at the kitchen table with like, we're in a proper space. Do you realize this is the first proper space that we've ever had? Maybe that's why we're so excited. What do you mean the first proper space? No, it's not the whole. Okay, so listen to this. So, and I don't mean proper studio room, but here's the evolution of our podcasting. Yeah. When we started, we started in our living room. Yes. Then we moved to the dining room table. Um, incorrect, fake news, false. We started it 
for about two weeks. In the basement. In the basement. The house that we had the when we first started the podcast had like an in-law suite in the basement, which is just a dark, damp studio apartment that we just used for some like Christmas decorations. And we turned that into a studio and it only lasted. Jeff hated it. He was like, the energy's off. I can't do it. We have to move out. So we moved from the basement yep. to the living room, yep. from the living room to the kitchen, from the kitchen. I mean, the dining, dining room, room, from the dining room to your official office, which was like basically like a den. So then we were there. Yep. Then we moved. To we were in the living. Oh, we were in the living room. Yeah. That's right. And we, and we had the mics on like floor stands. We did. And okay. then we moved to the townhouse yep. where we had like our little way too comfortable studio with the couches and stuff like that. And then now, so we're like in a proper studio with a proper table with like, this is a professional studio. Yeah. We always had professional equipment, but oh, I mean, this I see is what like, you're saying. you yeah. know, so I think we're really excited. And this room is big enough that it actually has like a dedicated studio recording spot. And then it also has an office spot for mm -hmm. me. And this room has its own walk-in closet. So that's also storage. Yeah. Like there were always like, mic stands in the corner of the other room and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so we're professionals now. Start. It's only taken us three years. Um, also, uh, speaking of professional, the show is back to normal too with um, voicemails at the end of it and the show close. So sorry for not getting those last week, but it was just, it was hectic, but we're back. So this is, this is our first back proper show in two full weeks. It is. Because we were at the beach and then the, the move week. Yep. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. Hey, y'all. It's Stacy. I'm laughing at the underwear discussion for traveling. Um, you guys will also find when you when Ellie gets to be of potty training and older age that you will kind of combine your philosophies. You will double up. And then you will also add, again, 50% more because you just never know with the kid how many pairs of underwear they're going to go through a day. But, yes, I'm laughing because I do all of the same things. Um, thanks for sharing and making everything so relatable. Love y'all. Bye. I'm on my feet a lot at work, so heels are really hard to manage sometimes. And flats used to be really hard for me, too, because I would wear them for a year maybe a little over a year. And not only are they not comfortable, but they would wear out and start to smell. And then you have to retire them after you've worn a pair that you really like. Well, not with Rothy's. Rothy's shoes are machine washable. Yep. I said machine washable. So when you get to a point where your shoes are dirty, or maybe they start to smell a little bit, you can throw them in the wash on a gentle cold cycle, never put heat on them. Okay. And then you let them air dry. It's like having a brand new pair of shoes. Rothy's are so cute. They have amazing styles and patterns. I love the sneaker style without the laces for like my everyday running around my go-to. I was actually wearing them during our move. If you can imagine that that's how comfortable they are. And at the end of the day, I can throw them in the wash and it's like a brand new pair of shoes. Every time your new favorite shoes are waiting, discover the versatile styles you can wear absolutely anywhere and get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash upside. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S.com slash upside for $20 off your first order.
Moms, I want you to start thinking about Father's Day. If you are helping a little one get something for dad, I want to give you some pointers. Number one, the handmade stuff, the arts and crafts, yes, it hits us right in our heart. But you know what gifts really, really make us go, wow, the ones that we would never buy for ourselves. I wish I knew this when I was a kid. I probably gave my dad so many ties and bottles of aftershave. I'm sure I could have some, come up with something cooler. Like, for example, a Bruch electric toothbrush. Like, what guy doesn't love a great-looking, highly functional incredible piece of gadgetry, especially one that he can look at every single day. He can show off on his bathroom counter because Bruch toothbrushes look great on your counter. You can get 20% off when you pick your Bruch brush kit and plan by going to Bruch, that's B-R-U-U-S-H.com slash upside and get 20% off when you go to Bruch.com slash upside in time for Father's Day shock dad with a gift that he will keep and use every single day and think of that child of his and how much love came from their heart right to his teeth. Oh my gracious, the underwear conversation. I do the same thing. I actually pack somewhere between Jeff's one and a half and Callie's two per day. Knowing full well I am going to a house that has laundry and I can just wash it, but I pack it all anyway. Man, I miss you guys. My name is Madison and I too am afraid of tape measures. They are terrifying. But they need to have like some sort of child protection on them. That's all. Hi. Hey guys, this is Erin in Wilmington, North Carolina. Um, you guys, I was listening to the episode today, June 8th, and you are referring to, but you did not say it, the Shibumi Shade. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I live in a beach town. We invested in the Shibumi Shade, and I still have to say it's probably, it's worth all the hype. It's it's the best thing that we take to the beach. It's easy to set up, um, and it handles the wind very well, has good shade, um, it's a good size and it's easy. It's just easy and it's super lightweight for travel. Um, so it is expensive, but it's the material that is so expensive. It's, um, it was invented here in North Carolina. Um, so we all have a loyalty to it, but it's worth it. Go get it. Ha glad you had a good trip. Have a good day. Bye. Hey guys, this is Beth. Um, I was just listening to the last podcast and can I say, please, just let the people come over and help you unpack. My best friend did that when we moved into our house. We worked together, and she actually had a half day one day. She came over, and between her and my two kids, they completely unpacked the kitchen and put it away. It was the biggest stress reliever. Um, I just let her know where I kind of like things. She knows, you know, how I organize, so she just went to town. It was really therapeutic for her, and it was an amazing blessing for me. Okay, bye, guys. Love you, mean it. Hey, good morning, Jeff and Kelly. This is Ari from North Carolina. Welcome back. Uh, I had to stop the uh, pod this morning because you reminded me, and I have a bum toe that uh, I've been trying to heal uh, with some medication. And, oh, my God, uh, you reminded me that I hit my toe on the bottom of one of the couches in the cabin 
and I wanted to scream bloody murder. It hurt so bad that I had to wrap my toe with a big gauze so that the sheet would not rub against it because it was so painful. Like you, I thought that I had either broken my toe or split the nail. Well, I did split the nail, but thankfully there was no blood in it. Well, fast forward two weeks later, and the toenail is starting to lift a little bit, and I realized there was a big blood blister under my toe. So you are not alone. The pain was throbbing. But after three weeks, it's feeling a little bit better. Love you guys, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Bye. Hey, Jeff, you said your toe's not broken, and you were about to explain why on today's podcast, and then you kind of got sidetracked. Just curious to know how you know it's not broken, because if you say, well, I can stand on it, or I can kind of move it, that means it's not broken. Also, you said that you've been icing it, so the swelling's going down. Just so you know, icing doesn't prevent swelling or reduce it. Uh, I hope that blows your mind. Bye. If you're constantly doubting yourself, I'm a psychologist, and here are three things I wish I knew when I was younger about self-doubt. Number one, avoidance feeds self-doubt. And the more you avoid something, the more you will believe in that narrative that says, I would never have been good enough anyway. Number two, tackling self-doubt demands courageous action in the direction of something that matters to you. Something that feels so important that it overrides your need to feel comfortable and ready. Number three, when you stop waiting for self-doubt to disappear, when you make this radical decision to let that self-doubt come along for the ride as you do that scary thing, it won't hold you back anymore.